Awards are on tonight, whichever one that is. Uh, That's the one with the, uh, you know, the pretty people, and they sing, and then they give each other trophies. Yeah, but is that uh, is that one I respect more than the Grammys or less? I don't remember, but uh, whatever it is. It's the, like, listen to somebody talk about opera. I just, I'm waiting till you're done. Awards shows, <laughs> please. But, uh, Taylor Swift is the, the opening speaker. Hoster. Is she hosting or is she just the first person to talk? Anyway, she's going to be on the TV having just declared that she's going to get political. Yes. So look forward to that. Oh, super. And the crowd will cheer wildly because they all agree with her. And, you know, so there you go. Won't that be just grand? Won't we all enjoy listening to clips of that tomorrow? <laughs> ah! I think I'll stick a pen in my eye. I'm not sure how that'll help. It probably wouldn't help. Just as a show of your disgust and anger? I guess. It's like setting yourself on fire, but similar. not quite as much. It's no treat, though. No, man. Um, Yeah. Nah, never mind. We can uh, wait. Um, uh, Happiness. So we all want to be happy, right? <laughs> yes, please. If you're happy and you know it, here's what I suggest you do. <laughs> Clap your hands. Um, And I say this every time happiness comes up. Read The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. One of the best things I've ever read in my life. So good. Oh, I've got a couple of books on happiness. In fact, I think one of them is called Unhappiness, or just happiness. We interviewed the bloke, and then I met him. This would be better if I had the fellow's name. In a twist the key to being happy is actually being selfish. If you look at it that way, you just, you just have to be smart enough to understand what stuff's going to make you happy. Right. Right. Yeah. And not being selfish is what the most selfish thing you can do. Is don't be selfish. <laughs> That's what will make you happy. Um, but I'm really confused. Focusing on uh, pleasures and stuff like that won't make you happy. It just doesn't. Never has throughout history. Right. According to one, several, a couple, all, all of the great philosophies. Right. Right. So do the selfish thing that's going to make you happy, which is to be unselfish. To, yeah. Exactly. Is that too much of a twist, Rue? That's the way I look at it. It's crazy. Um. But here they've got the uh, people that study this in a more uh, I don't know, analytical sort of way. Over the years, happiness researchers have consistently found that happiness usually follows a U-shaped curve throughout the course of a person's life. People are happy and satisfied with their lives when they're young. That drops off considerably in middle age when you're doing the whole job child-rearing thing. Then makes a U-turn and heads back up in your late 50s, if you had kids earlier than I did, I'm sure. Uh, And beyond, when the kids move out and work starts to wind down, that's when the happiness trend starts to get back up to where uh, when you were young again. Mm. That tends to be the case for most people. I think I'm in the weirdly dislocated kids just left period. Mm. So uh, my U should be heading northward soon. Exactly. Uh, this kind of fits God in. Willing. This kind of fits in with this study that parents have a, on average, thirty-two minutes to themselves per day. Um, if you have kids and feel like you never have any time to yourself, it's no illusion. You really don't. A nurse, new survey, uh, which some are calling depressing, <laughs> I don't know, uh, finds that the average parent has thirty-two minutes to him or herself each day. Do they count driving? <sighs> Probably. Okay. That's the the only time I have to myself is when I'm in my car getting to work and back. Yeah. I might move further away. <laughs> That's move, something. Give, give myself more time. Maybe in we my can car. move the radio ranch. Uh huh. Um, How would Nebraska suit you? The survey found that th- about a third of parents don't get get I done. I have an eighteen hundred mile commute. <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm sorry, what you were saying? They found that a one out of three parents doesn't get done working, using my finger quotes, until 8 p.m. each day. I'm usually going past that. Yeah, I remember Doing the dishes, those days. cleaning, et cetera, et cetera. Usually yeah. until I go to bed. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, a quarter of respondents said they hid from their kids an average of four times per week. Actually hide? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I haven't done that, except when we're playing hide-and-seek, but it's right there in the name. Well, and you got a bigger place than I ever did, if you can do that successfully. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy! Daddy! Try the East Wing! So, that fits in with this whole U-shaped thing, though, right? Um, That would be the part of life where you're on the... People to say they're less satisfied with their lives and they have less time to. Running, I guess. Yeah, I could see that. I, hmm. I would hate to portray those years of my life as like not good, though. No, I don't. Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. So, like, I don't have time to myself when I'm busy taking care of the kids during the day. I don't mind that. I'm not thrilled about the after they're in bed cleaning the house, doing dishes. I could live without that. Sure. Yeah. 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 I'm not Dalai Lama enough to feel like this is part of serving others. You know, I just, uh, I'd be happy if you're I didn't trying, have to do it. But you're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, the hours drag, but the years jerk, as they say. And, you know, I, I was acutely aware of being very satisfied with my life when yeah. we had a house full of kids. I concur. Yeah. Um, but then there's this. People who think that their immediate supervisor is more of a partner than a boss are significantly happier with their day-to-day lives and more satisfied with their lives overall. Out Not of the, surprised. Out of the same researchers that are talking about the U-shaped happiness thing. So you're in the middle-aged working part of your life when you're less satisfied, according to this. Um, if you uh, see your boss as a partner, as a, a partner boss instead of a boss boss, works out to about a 0.4 point increase on the 10-point life, life satisfaction scale. Which doesn't sound like much, but this actually says it's a huge amount. So I'd go from a 6 to a 6.4, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That would be the equivalent in life satisfaction to doubling your household income, according to studies. So doubling my household income also takes me from a 6 to a 6.4. Correct. Wow. How interesting. You know, I have some some questions, some follow-ups. If you're in the sort of gig and, and position where you are... Uh, more a collaborator with your boss than an underling. Well, I don't know. That's interesting. You're a sort of person in a sort of line of work, and you're probably making more money anyway. But don't good bosses make it feel like you're a collaborator? Oh, that's a much more productive way to approach well, it. Sure, job. much, much, much more. And y'all who don't do it that way, you know, I'm going to be charitable. I would say this: it's time to uh, have a little personal growth. And understand that being a hard ass, um, while easy and satisfying on on one level, is not nearly as productive and will not make you nearly as much money as if your people feel like they're working with you. I'll be very vague about this. While they're working for you. Because the participants in my life story are all still alive, I think. Except for one. That one guy died. He was kind of a boss. Yeah, and the cops have some questions for you. (laughs) Uh, But everybody else is still alive, so... Any, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just call him O. Cavanaugh in this story. Uh, <laughs> Very good. We have breaking, we have breaking news. news. Breaking news. Nikki Haley has resigned as the U.N. ambassador. Nikki Haley has resigned. I have spoken in serious tones about putting money on her. 
um, as a U.S. president someday. Really? I think she's an incredibly impressive Republican woman. Um, this is curious to me. Women can be president? So, um, what is going on there? Is she doing that because Trump has whispered to her one term's going to be enough, and she is position- positioning herself? Uh, is she pissed off at Trump? A health problem? Tired of it? Realizes the UN, UN is a useless debating society? Not true. It's always possible the breaking news isn't true. Oh, there's that. Yeah, so all of those possibilities exist. Although they're they're stating it unequivocally. Yeah, maybe she's announced it. Anyway, yeah, um, Marshall, Marshall, we'll will, Marshall yeah. will have that in his news. One follow-up thing. I had one Back to being thing. happy. Oh, no, I had one follow-up thing. I wanted to mention this. Uh, I, there are bosses that have existed in my life that, that had to make it really clear right away, I'm the boss and you're not. And I've always thought, do you think that is helping you in any way? Everybody here resents you now. Right. And can't wait until you fail. And then when you leave, they're going to be happy. Low on the old DI. Emotional intelligence. Do you think that's going to help you? Do you think they're going to work harder for you with the whole I'm the boss and you're not and what I say goes thing? Yes. Do you think that's going to make your life easier? That, that I've just always thought that was interesting. Perhaps even repeating that they are your boss at a social gathering. Repeatedly. <laughs> repeating yeah. it. Yeah, I remember repeatedly. That. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm his boss. <laughs> Pathetic. Oh, jeez. Anyway, if you have a comment, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. So many of you have been thinking this all along. You can't just automatically accept accusations as true. Really great editorial on that uh, note from a woman. That's coming up. Also, our conversation with Ken Starr, who was the uh, special counsel, the Robert Mueller, if you will, of the uh, Clinton years, the Monica deal, Whitewater, etc. When Clinton got impeached. That's right. Uh, We had a long conversation with him. We'll play some of those highlights. And uh, thousands of people wrongly registered to vote in California. Oh, sorry, that was a mistake. By accident. Yeah, yeah, we'll look into that. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the president, who happens to be Donald Trump, is going to be speaking in about 10 minutes. uh, And I don't know if he's going to announce a new ambassador to the U.N. And i got to not get sucked into thinking I give a crap who to the, about the U.N. much. I, I, I don't yeah, let's, really. Let's keep in mind the U.N. and its uselessness. But the New York Times version of the breaking news is that Nikki Haley, ambassador to the U.N., has resigned, leaving the administration with one less moderate Republican voice. You don't know who he's <laughs> going to replace her with. How do you know that? Right. Well, and it's the U.N. Yeah. Exactly. Meaningless debating society. Exactly. So a lot of good stuff to squeeze into the show, and we will bring you the president's words. 
when they occur or, or right after, so you won't miss them. Don't worry, stay tuned. Uh, right now, though, a couple of highlights from our conversation with Ken Starr, who many of you remember as the special counsel, which was a little different than it is these days, uh, like uh, the Mueller probe, just in terms of the specifics of the law. But anyway, he he had a similar role in investigating the Clintons. Originally, the Whitewater scandal, which was a completely mobbed up real estate deal in Arkansas. Then the investigation mutated in a couple of different ways and ended up with sexual harassment, Paula Jones lying under oath, and the impeachment of the POTUS. The president was actually impeached. And uh, we, we opened up, not surprisingly, with a discussion of the book, number one, please. The use of the term contempt in the title is not like technical contempt of court. You're talking about being contemptuous. Tell us about Hillary as a witness. Hillary, as a witness, as I recount uh, in the book, was, in my judgment, my opinion, she was making a mockery of the rule of law. In contrast to Bill, who, at least to President Clinton, who at least seemed to be making the effort to be responsive to our questions during the pre-Lewinsky course of the investigation, as I recount, she was just, uh, her, her demeanor uh, her answers, the constant, I don't recall, not that I recall, but she said that, and we all don't recall everything that happened to us. That goes without saying, we're just human beings. But the way she phrased her, not that I recall, was robotic, mechanical, and unbelievable. She became a non-credible witness, and that was part of our reason for really carefully evaluating do we want to go forward with an indictment? Now, in fairness to Mrs. Clinton, to Hillary, we decided we did not have sufficient evidence to meet Justice Department standards to ethically present that, that indictment. But the point is, we felt that she had committed offenses, uh, crimes uh, in Arkansas, uh, and we felt that her feigned memory loss was so colossal that it was simply beyond belief. No one can forget, if especially some of the things that uh, she purported not to remember were just non-credible. Lock her up! <laughs> uh, you're not going to? That's, oh. just, that's just interesting that that was her brand for so long. Yes. Yeah, well, she's a hard ass. Ain't no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Even the president was forced to concede on the debate stage. She's tough. Yeah. Uh, so we also talked about, and this is such an interesting part of the law and, and will be fleshed out in the days to come, I'm sure. Can the president be sued privately while he's in office? Can he be indicted, arrested? Um, would that lead to chaos and paralysis? We, we talked to, the, to Ken Starr about that, too, in clip number four. I do believe that the president of the United States, as is any person, uh, is subject to uh, indictment. Uh, we don't want to see that, obviously. We want to, I'll, I'll say, as someone who loves his country, I want my president to succeed uh, and to be able to do his or her job, as the case may be. But at the same time, I want a system in which the president is subject to law and the rule of, of law. So I've always been of that view. I continue to be of that view. But what Judge Kavanaugh, now Justice Kavanaugh, I'm very happy about that and very thankful that it's had a happy conclusion in the midst of, of this this horrible process, just horrible, over the past several uh, weeks. But Judge Kavanaugh, by virtue of his service uh, in the executive branches under, under President Bush uh, 43, uh, and then reflecting on all this as a judge, has written 
that Congress should take a look at these issues of the president's being subjected to civil lawsuits, possibly the criminal indictments and so forth. And so <laughs> although that issue has long since faded into the history of this stormy confirmation process, all Judge Kavanaugh was saying, and I read his Minnesota Law Review article, is these are important issues. Congress should take a look at them and perhaps give the president of the United States a timeout. He never suggested that the Supreme Court was wrong, the unanimous Supreme Court was wrong in deciding in Clinton versus Jones that our president is subject to the rule of law, even a civil lawsuit. An interesting point. Right, right. Not surprising that Kavanaugh's point of view was actually spun to be the opposite of what it was, but, you know, that's politics. Right? And it's another example of Congress not doing what they're supposed to do. So the, there's more emphasis on the court, which is why we're having such nasty battles, right. as Ben Sass pointed out. Right. Yeah, you might as well wait for your dog to say good morning to you as uh, wait for Congress to do something, uh, you know, brave and wise. Uh, Jack, What asked, would you do if, you're, if your dog actually did say good morning to you? Pass out, probably. Fill my pants. I, I, I think I'd freak. I, I think I would I think would I was losing it. I would think I was losing it. Yeah. I would doubt my sanity. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't think the dog actually talked. Yeah. Read a great story, a short story about that in high school. I'll bore you with that tale someday. How's it end? But not today. Uh, with people freaking out. Okay. Uh, so uh, Jack also asked about the, mechan- the mechanics of the report coming out. Uh, obviously, uh, we're wondering what's the, uh, the Mueller report going to come out. How's it going to come out? What's it going to look like? That sort of thing. Clip seven. I don't remember how the uh, Star report came out. I remember reading chunks of it, but what will the Mueller report look like? Will we get the news on a Friday that he's done and it will be released and we'll all get to read a thousand pages? Or how how is that process going to be? (laughs) Well, the very good news is, in contrast to the Independent Counsel statute, which put a thumb on the scales pointing toward impeachment. Can you imagine a law that says, We want you, but this was the law of the land for 21 years. It was the law under which I operated. That when you find, independent counsel, substantial and credible information that an impeachable offense may have been committed, you send that to the House of Representatives. There's no counterpart to that, happily, thankfully, in the regulations of the Justice Department under which Bob Mueller operates. And I think that's a huge improvement. So to answer your question... Uh, we don't know exactly what form the report will take, but it will be a report from the Justice Department. It will not be a report from an independent counsel operating separately from the Justice Department that then is sent to the House of Representatives for the House of Representatives to work with. We are in, I think, a much better, much healthier case. But I think we will have a report of some kind made available to the public in the judgment and the discretion of the deputy attorney general, not of Bob Mueller just standing alone. So the report will be released to the Judiciary Committee, and then we'll have Cory Booker releasing his chunk of it that he Uh thinks is whatever it is, and Lindsey Graham releasing his chunk of it that he Mm. thinks whatever it is. Dianne Feinstein's staff will leak some of it, but she won't know about it. that'll That'll be a fun day, won't it? Uh, we got this text. Nikki Haley fingered as the author of the New York Times op-ed piece. Yeah, I have no idea. But Marshall, what do you got? Remembers that story. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Surprise move. U.S. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley out. She is meeting with the president right now. We are being told large crowds gathering to check out Kavanaugh's first day as a Supreme and Google shock. More personal info grab. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least they're admitting it. Many months later, because they had to. Lion bastards. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
we're watching the TV. The president's supposed to step to the microphone. Nikki Haley has resigned, UN ambassador. I don't want to get sucked into the whole cable news thing where they got to act like everything's a big deal. I don't spend a lot of time caring who the ambassador to the UN is. No. No. Um, I'm a big fan of Nikki Haley. Yeah. So I'm interested on that level. She but. seems like a perfectly good person, and it's pretty interesting. Interest, interesting. You know, if interested. It, positive Sean, who just uh, walked into the room, became the U.S.'s U.N. ambassador, I'd be fine with that. Go uh, get him, Sean. Stand would, up for justice. Yes, I will do that. She had a Nikki Haley had a 63% job approval rating, including majorities of Republicans and Democrats. So oh, yeah. she's one of the most popular people in the Trump administration yep. for the whole country. For whatever that's worth. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as you were saying, Jack Trump is meeting with Nikki Haley in the Oval Office right about now to reportedly discuss those reports about her resignation as the U.N. ambassador for the U.S. Trump just tweeting a couple of minutes ago, Big announcement with my friend, Ambassador Nikki Haley, in the Oval Office. End of tweet. She pregnant? Short <laughs> and simple. Whoa. I think that was sexist in some way. So I'm looking at uh, the recent history. John Negroponte did the deal for about two and a half years. John Danforth was uh, less than a year. These are all names I couldn't have given to you at the point of a gun. That's and, how important it is who the person for seven months. She was acting. So if I get the gig, do I get one of those diplomatic license plates where yeah. I can like park oh, anywhere? Yeah. Park oh, anywhere. Sweet. Yes. Bolton did it for less than a year and a half. So people come about and go quickly year. in this job. Is yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the fabulously named Samantha Power. She hung around for three and a half years because wow. she had power. <laughs> That's my analysis. Meanwhile, wow, here's this gal, Michelle J. Sisson, did it from January 20th of 2017, or 2017 to January 27th of 2017. A week. Hey, here's not a bad guess by a texter, Nikki no. for Attorney General. So she oh. takes that popularity she's got among Republicans and Democrats. Ooh. To the AG spot, and Sessions crawls back into his tree and makes cookies. How dare you? If you're the ambassador to the UN for seven days, do you put that on the resume for your next job? Or? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah. Up top. In fact, my name up top is Ambassador Joe Getty. <laughs> and that's how you will be referred to for the rest of your life. Well, that's sure. right, because you know Mr. you got some retired senator. People mm-hmm. still call him senator. Sure. President used to Mr. President. Sure. I think that's ridiculous. But ambassador, fine. good morning. <laughs> That's the way it'd go. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh hearing oral arguments for the first time as an associate justice of the Supreme Court this morning. People They ho- try to talk and he puts his hand over their mouth. Oh, jeez, dude. We're trying to heal as a nation. It's not helping. People hoping to see Kavanaugh's first day on the Supreme Court bench waited in long, long lines outside the court. There were some protesters there holding signs, we will not forget and we do not consent. Did you, did you see all the protesters at the doors of the Supreme Court over the weekend yeah. pounding yeah. on the door, burn yeah. it down or tear it down or whatever they yeah. were chanting? Yeah. You gotta get those peoples away from the building. You can't let them do that. Actually pounding on the physical building. Yeah. Yell it, chanting, tear it down. God, this is, we're way too whipped up, everybody. Calm the hell Such down. Such craziness. Talking about getting whipped up, a tweet that appears to call for the killing of the new Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh has landed a special ed teacher in Rosemont, Minnesota, on paid administrative leave. The FBI <laughs> confirming it is aware of Saturday's tweet, which has since been deleted. The tweet read... So who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Wow. Yeah, you are, beautiful. You, you, and that person was a special ed teacher? Yep. 
which oh tells God. me they were probably in possession of their faculties enough to stay employed, which uh, leads us to my point of view about this. This is one person, and this is a person who's not stable. On the other hand, if there is an atmosphere in which you feel like you, as an employed human being, can put that in writing and put it out, we're all way too whipped up. She felt safe and felt that would be okay, right? which is crazy. Yeah, the uh, Dakota County Sheriff's Office says it was aware of the tweet, but neither their office nor the local police are currently investigating the incident, and they're saying it's unclear whether she's going to be charged with a crime. You know what some of us, we don't know what it feels like? Uh, Because I I take in so much news from so many sources, but I know plenty of people that do the whole, I only take in news from my side thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that feels like. I can see where you could start to really feel like we all agree on this. Oh, yeah. It's just a tiny minority of people that don't agree with us. And they're really bad people. Yeah. Right. I can see how you could get there. Yeah. So the K train is going to be, as I prefer to refer to Judge Kevin. The K train. The K train will hear a number of cases, including a 1984 federal law this week. The Armed Career Criminal Act, which sets a 15-year minimum sentence for crimes involving firearms if the offender has three prior serious or violent felony convictions. Uh, On Wednesday, they'll look at uh, something they've looked at before. Which undocumented immigrants can be detained during deportation proceedings? That one will get some heat and some light. Also Wednesday, the court will hear a case filed by Navy sailors seeking to recover damages for injuries caused by asbestos exposure. I was watching some of the videos of him moving into his office yesterday. That's got to be quite a feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you start down the path of law school as a high school kid, I don't know how many people think they'll ever end up there, but that's got to be something you realize. I am on the freaking Supreme Court. Well, if you start down the road as a Georgetown prep student who then goes to attend Yale Law School, the chances are about one in three. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah, these days, yeah. One of the lesser-known cases that they're going to be taking a look at is Beastie Boys versus the state, where it is believed that Judge Kavanaugh will support and fight for their right to party. (laughs) Even though it's not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. Right, right. It's making up rights. I don't like it. (laughs) Google Plus is reportedly shutting down after private data from hundreds of thousands of users got exposed. Yes, Google Plus hacking, apparently. The Wall Street Journal first reported that Google discovered the data breach last March, but they kept it private. Apparently, the software bug exposed data, including names, email addresses, birth dates, and other personal information of Google Plus users between 2015 and 2018, and it also allowed access to the profile data of friends of users. I thought this was going to become a law, or maybe I only suggested it. Here's what you need to know, and this really helps color in the mosaic of what Google really is. And they have been in the news a fair amount lately, and you've heard it here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. They did not inform their users, relying on a portion of the law that said, if they have no knowledge that the data has been misused, uh-huh. oh, you've got the information, to be kidding. then they don't have to report it. So somebody stole it for good purposes. Right. Whatever those would be. I yes. was wondering where all those birthday cards were coming yeah, exactly. from. Exactly. <laughs> we left all of your doors unlocked. But we didn't see anybody take your stuff, so we're not going to tell you your doors are unlocked. That's weak. Signed, Google. That is really, really <laughs> it's incredibly weak. weak. It's enough to make a man want to go to Bing. 
And this is nothing <laughs> is enough to make a man want to go to Bing's. <laughs> to me, this is the difference between the Google thing and yeah. the Facebook thing. Yeah. You really, I, I do it. You really have an option to not be on Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. My life is fine. You don't have that much of an option to not use Google. I mean, you can, but it's, it's everywhere. Not, it's not that realistic. I'm not going to use Google. Gmail, Google Things. I'm not going to use YouTube at all. I mean, that's just not really that realistic. Right. All right, guys, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We need the bell. You are way left, Google, which is fine. I cherish your freedom to do that. But admit it. And you are also absolutely irresponsible with people's private information because it's profitable to you. Yeah, it wasn't this another example of where it was other uh, like apps and stuff like that. It yes. was other people get involved with Google. You right. get access to the stuff, and that's how it all got hacked. Yeah, they do that like crazy. Same thing that Facebook was doing. Yep. So they Facebook and Google, these big companies, they're so willing to give your private information over to some company. And they don't check out how good they are. Jim, whatever his name is, came up with an app or something that works on Facebook and Google, and they say, sure, uh-huh. you, you you know, you paid the fee, you can have it all. Right. You know, among the tech savvy, this is a cliche at this point, and I apologize to the tech savvy, but for the rest of us, always remember, if it's free, you are the product. Google it. You are the product of Gmail, Rosie. You are what they are selling. Yeah. That's uh, that's really, really weak. That whole, my info has been stolen and yeah. you're not going to tell me. That is just, that's got to be criminal. Unbelievable. I think we've all woken up to what Google and Facebook are all about. I think more and more people are. I don't know if that'll have any effect. Or no. Uh, the uninformed plus the apathetic are still plenty of us. Um, so we're going to get into the Facebook thing, the idea of having a Facebook camera in your home. Facebook is making that option available now. And you want we'll, that? Then we'll get, uh, no. And then we'll get to the outstanding editorial by a woman saying, you should listen to sexual assault accusations, but you should not reflexively uh, accept them, believe them. And she is a victim of sexual assault. It's perfectly sensible. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Okay, the details are out. Nikki Haley's going to stay on through the end of the year, so it is no longer a story worth discussing. Not another word about it. Who ordered the nothing burger? Yeah, I just wanted to break after a couple of years. Uh, please welcome the always delightful Sherry Preston of ABC News with yet another tech story. Uh, Sherry, we were just... Well, welcome, first of all. It's always great to talk. Um, we were just talking about the latest uh, Gmail revelations, or, or I'm sorry, it's uh, Google Plus and the release of data and... And now uh, Facebook would like to put a camera in my home. Why, that's just a fabulous idea. Tell us about it. Yeah, how would you like this? Facebook says it's having like you're having your own private camera crew right there videotaping your every move. <laughs> um, it sounds like the Truman Show, right? 
remember that movie, The Truman mm-hmm. Show, with Jim Carrey? I mean, Facebook says that this they will not be recording your calls. They will not be, you know, taking note of who you're talking to. But the idea oh, that's is that's fine, this. then. Will they be uh, safe with my data? Because then I'm in. They've never lied to me before. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're, what they want to do is they have something called a portal, okay? It's, you know, it's Facebook's first foray into hardware, actual hardware. You know, you remember the, the Facebook phone, colossal flop that was? I actually don't. Facebook had a phone, okay. They, they did. They had a phone that would automatically, the first thing that would pop up would be your, you know, Facebook page, and it, and it failed miserably. And then they bought the, you know, the, the VR thing as well. But this is, you know, the first big Facebook hardware, and they've been working on this a long time. What it is is it's called Portal. You can get one for about 200 bucks that will stay stationary um, and still follow you around the room, but you can get another one for 349 bucks that will rotate. It'll go from a landscape mode to a portrait mode if that's what you want. And they say the idea is you'll push a button, say, portal, call so-and-so, and then they'll pop up on the screen while it follows you around the room to okay. be able to do May- whatever you're doing. Maybe I'm a dullard. I don't quite I, I don't understand. Maybe. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the selling point yet. Why would I want to do this? It's so you, people can watch me walk around? They say it is so that you could have, like, an immersive uh, conversation with someone on the other end. Somebody who is a 1,000 miles away, you, it's the clearest, closest thing that you could have, and you could just pop it up and simply say that as opposed to calling them on FaceTime or something like that. Ah. So it's similar to FaceTime. I'm, I still don't completely. But you don't have to carry your iPhone or your okay. iPad around or something. Okay. Uh, Sherry, it's funny. I had just assumed that I can also order products through this. Maybe I'm... I'm thinking too Amazonianly. They'll well, they'll, they'll they'll get to that. That's coming. But if it right as of right now, it's not hooked up to that, and they say they're not going to be listening to you talking about products like that. So you would have to hook up like a Spotify, if you're interested in that or something like that. It does. It's not hooked up like Amazon quite yet. How but, do they? You know, that's coming eventually. How does Facebook make a statement that this will be secure with a straight face? <laughs> you know, it's a great, it's a really great question because you know Facebook, the, the the trust in Facebook right now is the lowest it's ever been. Cambridge Analytica, the third party apps that were looking at all of our stuff. I mean, the the the, the implications that uh, you know people had been I- I- disseminating fake news on Facebook. I mean, all of that stuff is coming out. And Facebook had actually wanted to introduce this back in the spring, but because you know the mood towards Facebook was so low then, they waited until now. And they're hoping that people will get past that and buy this for the Christmas season. It's going to be interesting to see because I've talked to about 10 stations today. And all over the country, people are saying the same thing. I, I, I'm not ready for this. I don't trust them yet. And they haven't gained back my trust. So would this always be one-on-one things? Or could you? I'm trying to picture uses for this because I'm still not coming up with it. Um, could you, you've got all your friends. Could you say, hey, we're having a birthday party for our kid, and grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and everybody on Facebook watches you have your birthday party with your kid? Can you, like, broadcast well, like that? Qu- that's a good question, but you would probably have to each have one of these things. You know, right. Everybody had one of these things. Some, some people have said that this is a really great, um, it would be a really good, implement, uh, if you implemented it for work, you know, work webinars, because, you know, the, those, as much as they spent money on, they're still clunky you know, in conference calling right. and things like that, that this actually might be smoother if everybody is on Facebook and you could just instantly go there. It's tied to your messenger on Facebook, your your messenger app, not really f- Facebook itself, but the messenger. So if you have your contacts in your messenger app, that is where you would you would be able to call people up on this, not just on just just because it's a Facebook friend of yours. I'm a little confused. If I'm on a camera video call or a conference call, how do I put it on mute and pretend that I'm paying attention? 
on my camera. That's, <laughs> it's very that's hard the to do. Key. I know. That's why when you're on a conference call and you just hit mute and you're like, oh my God, this is so boring. Oh, yeah, and then, start playing solitaire. Then you can't do that on video, on video call. That's true. That <laughs> Sherry is true. Preston, ABC News. Sherry, it's always fun. Thanks a million. Have a good one, guys. You got it. The funny thing about conference calls is I think everybody's doing that. And because, everybody knows it. But yeah, because anytime I ever make that joke in a crowd, I've never had anybody say, what? <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody knows what you're talking about. So, right. if, so if we're all got it on mute and the one person's talking and nobody's paying attention, why are we going through this little process? <laughs> My absolute favorite is the guy, and this always happens, who doesn't know that his phone isn't on mute. <laughs> right. And oh, another sure. coworker shows up in his office and said, no, I'm just on this stupid call. <laughs> yeah. Please. No, I'm looking at fantasy way. football. Right, right. Like, yeah. uh, Jenny's going on with her stupid crap. Always. You know how Jenny is with her stupid crap. <laughs> I wish I'd taken five minutes of Latin in school because I'm I'm, I'm trying to come up with a phrase. You know, you got your cogito. Is that how you pronounce that? Ignatly. Uh, uh, cogito ergo sum. I think. Therefore, I am. Uh, there has got to be a Latin phrase that says essentially, "It exists. Therefore, it is hacked." Yeah. Oh, if yeah. It is online. It is hackable. Well, and if it is hackable, it is hacked. That's true among the... Ipso facto. That's true among the best. I don't get the sense that Facebook has tried that hard, at least in the past. God, Facebook's got a camera in my house. Great. Oh, we won't look at it unless you tell us it's okay, and we won't record it. And Why we would... won't send that to anybody, any third parties. Does he actually think we're not... We haven't been following the news? It exists, therefore it is hacked in Latin. There you go. Thank you, a Latin American there. A Latino, if you will. Great editorial from a victim of sexual assault, why we can't have automatic belief of accusation. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.